0: Hey, just a quick note before we get into the show, every episode this season comes with a tremendously detailed write-up of all the core ideas and strategies that you're about to learn. Plus, I always share extra reading and resources for those of you who want to dig deeper into the topic. So if you're looking to get even more value out of this, go check out the show notes for this episode at filmfreedomshow.com 15. So without any further ado, here's the show. Hey friend, Rob Hardy here, and welcome back to the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast and to season two, which is all about how to get out of your own way and make legit consistent progress towards your filmmaking goals, whatever they happen to be. So today's episode is ostensibly about procrastination, and by the end of it, you will absolutely have a game plan for how to kill procrastination and get your work done, for sure. But this episode is also about much, much, much more than that. In fact, I think what you're going to learn today is probably the single most life-changing paradigm that I've ever come across. It really is that powerful. And to build up the suspense even further, here's a quote from Stephen Pressfield, whose book The War of Art is perhaps the best book ever written for creative people and entrepreneurs. So here's the quote. If tomorrow morning, by some stroke of magic, every dazed and benighted soul woke up with the power to take the first step towards pursuing his or her dreams... Every shrink in the directory would be out of business. Prisons would stand empty. The alcohol and tobacco industries would collapse, along with the junk food, cosmetic surgery, and infotainment businesses. Domestic abuse would become extinct, as would addiction, obesity, migraine headaches, road rage, and dandruff. It's a great quote, right? But you might be asking yourself, what on earth does it have to do with the theme of this season? In a word, everything. Because by the time you've made it through the next 20 or so minutes, you'll have one super effective strategy that will help you combat all of the mental patterns and habits that are holding you back in your filmmaking and your life more generally. It's a big promise for sure. But that, my friend, is the power of beating, resistance, and turning pro. I'll explain more about what that means after the break. But first, I gotta toss in a quick word from my friends over at Black Box. Hold tight. Freedom. It's one of the core values with everything I do these days. I mean, it's even baked into the name of this podcast. And that is why I'm so excited to welcome Black Box as a sponsor this season. Because while I plan to arm you with the tools to achieve mental freedom or psychological freedom, Blackbox arms you with the tools for financial, creative, and collaborative freedom. Now, the Blackbox platform does some pretty rad things, too many to tell you about here, but the gist of it is this. It enables you to build a portfolio of intellectual property and profit from it for years to come, it frees you up to do more of what you love, and focus less on the business side of distributing your work. So, to learn more about how Blackbox can help you earn your independence, Go to blackbox.global slash freedom. Again, that's blackbox.global slash freedom. All right, back to the show. So, if you've read any of Stephen Pressfield's nonfiction books, you already know about the concept of resistance. On a side note, if you haven't read those books, I've got links in the show notes for you, and they are just phenomenal. Anyhow, if you're not familiar with resistance, here's a little rundown of the concept, and we're going to use another quote from Pressfield, there's going to be a lot of those this episode, if you couldn't already tell. I define resistance as that self-created, self-perpetuated, invisible, impersonal, indefatigable force whose sole aim is to prevent us from doing our work, from becoming our best selves, and from rising to the next level of competence, integrity, and generosity. That force never goes away. In fact, it becomes more protean and more cunning as we advance through the levels of professionalism. So in other words, resistance is this big overarching category for all of the ways that we sabotage ourselves in the pursuit of our goals. And as a general rule of thumb, the more we care about a project or a calling, and the more it stretches our abilities, the more it requires delayed gratification, the more viciously resistance is gonna show up. So here are a few of the ways that it might show up in your psychology, since after all, this is a season about psychology. So for starters, procrastination and perfectionism are far and away the most common and easily identifiable forms of resistance. Fear, in all of its different incarnations, is resistance. Having low confidence and feeling like an imposter or a fraud, that's resistance too. But it goes further than that. It's not just what happens in our heads. Bad habits and addictions that stop you from getting your work done, whether it's social media, TV, food, sex, or maybe something more sinister, all of that is totally 100% resistance. Basically, anytime you find yourself unable to do your important work because of your thoughts, your emotions, your actions, that's resistance. Now, you might be wondering why I'm going out of my way to explain this whole model of thinking, especially considering we have episodes this season about like each of these individual issues. And here's my thinking. Once you put all of these different issues into the category of resistance, they essentially become one problem. And when you think of it as one problem, you can also attack that problem with one solution. And that's huge because instead of having to think about your psychological holdups in like this fractured, disconnected way, where you're trying to solve 10 different problems at once, you can simply focus as much of your energy as you can on beating resistance one day at a time. And by doing that, you take something that could be overwhelmingly complex and you make it simple enough to actually take action on a day-in and day-out basis, which really is the only way to make substantive changes. Now, make no mistake here, resistance is going to show up in all sorts of cunning ways, even more than the ones I listed above. And that's why you get all of the additional strategies that are laced throughout this season, because you never know how resistance is going to show up on any given day, and I want you to be as prepared as you possibly can be for whatever it's going to throw at you. So that's resistance in a nutshell and why we should use it as an all-encompassing term for the various internal battles that we all fight as ambitious creatives. Now, the way to overcome resistance, Stephen Pressfield tells us, is moving from amateur to pro. We have to become professionals in our lives. And I'll explain exactly what that means in the second half of this episode. But before we wrap this first section up, I just want to take a quick moment to talk about why it's so damn important to not only recognize resistance, but to do everything in your power to overcome it. Here's yet another quote from Stephen Pressfield Ambition, I have come to believe, is the most primal and sacred fundament of our being. To feel ambition and to act upon it is to embrace the unique calling of our souls, not to act upon that ambition is to turn our backs on ourselves and on the reason for our existence. In other words, it's our duty to follow our ambition where it takes us and do our very best to live up to our potential. Ultimately, that's one of the key steps we can take to live good, fulfilled, meaningful lives where we make it to our deathbeds without regrets for the things that we've left undone. And that's heavy stuff, but that is what is at stake here. When we let resistance get the better of us, we do ourselves and the world a massive disservice because we're not living up to our potential and we're not getting work out into the world that has the potential to impact others. Again, heavy stuff. So if you're ready to pursue your potential with everything you've got and really give resistance a run for its money, hang tight for the second half of this episode. I'll be right back after this quick sponsor read. this season is sponsored by my friends over at Music Vine. So you've obviously got a lot of choices these days when it comes to finding music for your films, but Music Vine is still my personal favorite. Not only is it super simple to find music that actually enhances your work, but it's also genuinely affordable, even for indie filmmakers on shoestring budgets. But here's the best part. The music is all thoughtful, expressive, and genuine. It's sourced from indie artists all over the globe who put the same care and attention to detail into their music as you do into your films. And that's why all of the tunes in this podcast come straight from the Music Vine library. So if you like what you hear in today's show, you can get five free songs, fully licensed for web and social, when you go to filmfreedomshow.com music. And as an added bonus, whenever you're ready to grab more tracks, the code FilmFreedom will get you 25% off your first purchase. So again, go to FilmFreedomShow.com music for those five free tracks, and use promo code FilmFreedom for 25% off. All right, let's get back to the episode. All right, my friend, it's time to get to the good stuff. We'll start with a very quick definition of what it means to turn pro. Turning pro is about forming a new identity, one centered around an ironclad lifelong commitment to showing up every single day and chipping away at your most important work. It's a commitment to do that work no matter how you feel, no matter how your psychology, your circumstances, your relationships, or your habits are holding you back. In other words, it's a commitment to take consistent action in spite of the resistance that you're undoubtedly going to feel. And if you can do this one thing and do it consistently, I think you'll find, as I have and many artists and entrepreneurs have, that the voices in your head really quiet down. Your fear will begin to subside, your confidence will go up, and your ego will take a back seat. And more importantly, you're going to make consistent progress on whatever it is that's most important to you, whether it's a specific project or your career as a whole, Those small bits of action and work really do add up, it's the compound effect in action. Now, the mechanics of how you turn pro are entirely up to you. I recommend building a rock-solid daily routine around your most important work, and ideally sometime early in the morning or late in the evening, since that's when most of us tend to have the most control over our time, we're less likely to get pulled away by other people or derailed by the circumstances of the day. So all that matters here is that you intentionally carve out that time and then chip away at your most important work. And by that, I mean whatever work it is that truly moves the needle for you in your endeavors because it is shockingly easy to work really hard on things that end up making no difference whatsoever. So for most of us, since filmmaking is multidisciplinary, our most important work is a combination of things. It might be writing or pre-producing or shooting or editing. But for most of us, one thing that we should probably be doing every single day is building and maintaining relationships that will move your career and your work forward. If you do just that one thing for 10 to 15 minutes a day, you will see a disproportionate amount of good stuff come out of it compared to the time that you put in. So before we move on, there are two more things that I recommend above all else when you're building your routine. First, start small, like really, really small. Don't try to start with a routine that requires like four hours of work every single day. It'll be great if you can eventually work up to that, but you have to train yourself to get to that point. If you try to start there, you're going to fall off the wagon very quickly and you won't be particularly motivated to start up again because it's going to feel like such a daunting task. So start small, even if it feels stupidly small, just do it. Second, you need to focus on consistency above all else. If you can't be consistent with your routine as it is right now, make it smaller. Even 10 to 20 minutes a day of focused, intentional work, and that's work on the right things, that can move the needle if you do it consistently. Again, it's the compound effect. And once that consistency is firmly locked into place, then you can start building it up and adding more time and making it a more rigorous routine. But the consistency is the most important thing. Now, if you want to go like way deeper into this stuff and get super nerdy, I've got an entire course dedicated to turning pro as a filmmaker. I won't really pitch you on it here because it's not the time or place, but just give you a quick summary. It's called the Filmmaker's Guide to Success. And I designed it not only to, to teach you a boatload of useful stuff, but to actually guide you through building your routine around important work. So just by going through the course and showing up and doing the daily lessons, you'll have a routine at the end of it as well as a roadmap for building a film career that you love. So that's all I'll say. And if you're interested, you just have to jump on the email list at filmmakerfreedom.com. Anyhow, now I want to talk about some super important mindset shifts and philosophies that are essential for turning pro, because if you couldn't already tell, turning pro is about far more than just showing up every day and doing the work. Sure. That's a huge part of it, but perhaps more importantly, It's about waging war on resistance it's about staging an internal revolution and becoming in every sense of the word a professional not just in your actions but in your mind so it's a mental and a spiritual change if that's how you want to see it that ends up manifesting itself in your actions and in your routine so this is where i'm going to break off a little bit from stephen pressfield And talk about some of the useful mindsets and philosophies that I've gathered from various places that have really helped me overcome resistance in the moment and then turn pro in my life. So let's get into these. The first one is getting comfortable with discomfort. So for a lot of us, our bad habits are the result of us prioritizing the things that are comfortable in our lives. It's easy and comfortable and fun to watch TV, browse Instagram and Facebook, and hang out with friends, drink, surf the web, etc. These things make us feel good. Um, so it's no wonder we're tempted to do them more because we're biologically hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And our brain is designed to basically push us towards the most pleasurable option in any given moment. On the other hand though, difficult work, you know, the kind that actually like moves you ahead in your career is almost always uncomfortable. It's gonna stretch your abilities, it's gonna force you to learn new skills, it's gonna require that you sacrifice time that you could be spending on comfortable activities in favor of uncomfortable work. Now, for a lot of people, and myself very much included, that is a very hard trade-off to make. But when we're okay with it, when we accept that discomfort won't kill us, we become far more likely to prioritize the work that matters rather than the comfortable activities that get us nowhere. So that's the first one, is getting comfortable with discomfort. The next mindset or philosophy, if you will, is shifting from consumer to producer. And this is basically a corollary of the previous one, but it's I think this is my favorite way to frame it. Because again, a lot of us spend our days consuming work from other people, whether it's movies or shows or social media posts or products or literally anything else. A majority of our time and energy is spent on consumption. But I think all of us intuitively know that the greatest rewards in society go to those who produce far more than they consume. After all, you can't become the filmmaker that you wanna be by sitting around watching Netflix and scrolling through social media. So what if you flipped that whole paradigm around and instead of consuming, you focused the majority of your energy on producing in some way or another? Would your procrastination issues persist? Or would you start to get all of your important work done, and then some? For me, it was the latter. As someone who used to spend ungodly amounts of time on Facebook and Netflix, this shift alone has made a pretty substantial difference. Now here's my favorite part of it though. In any given moment, you get to make a choice. Will you choose the easy and comfortable path of consumption, or will you choose to be a producer? Will you make something? For me, that's an easy question to answer, and it's one that gets me over that hump of the discomfort of hard work. Okay, so the next model is called Identity-Based Action, and it comes from a dude named Eric Reitens who's a little bit of an odd duck, but his book Resilience is wonderful. And here's the model. For most of us, our actions are determined by how we feel in the moment. And if we act based on our feelings enough, our identity will be formed around the outcome of those feelings. So that's the first model, the one that many of us sort of unconsciously subscribe to. It goes feelings, action, identity, which probably not surprisingly is a recipe for disaster because if we're feeling bad or if we're letting those negative voices in our heads get to us, and then we act based on those feelings, we're not going to take the right actions. More than likely, we're gonna opt for comfort or pleasure in some way, and our important work won't get done. Even worse, if we do this enough, it creates this self-perpetuating cycle of shittiness where we eventually form an identity around not doing our work. And if we come to believe deep down that we're the type of person who just doesn't get their work done, we've created this massive, overwhelming internal barrier for ourselves. And that's no good. So that's exactly why we need to flip this whole model on its head. So instead of feelings, action, identity, we need to go identity- action, feelings. So the key here is to decide ahead of time what identity we want to adopt in our lives. So for artists and entrepreneurs, that's gonna be the identity of a professional, someone who's turned pro, someone who shows up day in and day out to do the important work. Then we make our decisions and take action based on that identity. It won't always be in line with how we feel, but the more we can take action in spite of that, the more we'll eventually feel how we want to feel. And even better, we'll have built an entirely new identity that's based on our actions, one that serves us and helps us reach our potential instead of holding us back. It's super powerful stuff. So remember, don't act based on how you're feeling in a moment. Go identity, action, feelings. Okay, so the last one we're going to talk about is more of a, is more of a strategy that you can use in the moment and it's called Win Your Fight-Throughs. So this comes from one of my favorite productivity slash performance books of all time, like it really is good. It's called Organize Tomorrow Today by Jason Selk and Tom Bartow. And in that book, they dive into one of the missing elements in the process of building new habits and routines, and they really describe how to make them sustainable. So here's the model of habit change that they give, and it's broken into three different sections. There's number one, the honeymoon, Number two, the fight through. And number three, second nature. So the honeymoon and second nature are both pretty self-explanatory. The first one is that period when you first start something new and you're super excited and motivated about it. And then the latter, the second nature phase, is when your new habit has actually taken hold and it's more or less completely automatic. It's that middle stage, the fight through, where the true magic happens. It's where our new habit either lives and thrives, or we let it die. So the fight through is that individual moment where you can either win or lose the battle for the day. You can either let the resistance beat you, or you can push through that discomfort and get on with your routine. Now here's the cool part. Every time you win a fight through, you make it easier to win the next one. And then on the flip side of that, every time you lose a fight through, it becomes easier to quit. And that's why every single fight-through moment you encounter is super, super important. Now, we've already covered a few different mindsets for winning in these moments, and basically everything we talk about this season will help you do that. However, um, Selk and Barto in the book have one more powerful technique that's really easy to implement for winning in those moments. You simply have to ask yourself two questions. How will I feel if I win this fight-through, and how will I feel if I lose it? And if you answer these as specifically and honestly as you can, it should give you the emotional fuel you need to push through and win that moment. So those are the four sort of mindsets that have really helped me turn pro in my life. There's getting comfortable with discomfort, becoming a producer instead of a consumer, acting based on your identity instead of your feelings, and then winning your fight-throughs. So let's wrap this thing up with one more quote from Stephen Pressfield, because clearly we didn't have enough already. Here's the quote. Turning pro is free, but it's not easy. You don't need to take a course or buy a product. All you have to do is change your mind. Turning pro is free, but it's not without cost. When we turn pro, we give up a life with which we may have become extremely comfortable. We give up a sense of self that we have come to identify with and to call our own. We may have to give up friends, lovers, even spouses. Turning pro is free, but it demands sacrifice. The passage is often accompanied by an interior odyssey whose trials are survived only at great cost, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. We pass through a membrane when we turn pro. It hurts, it's messy, and it's scary we tread in blood when we turn pro. So it's not exactly a rosy picture that Stephen Pressfield is painting here. But if you care about following your ambition wherever it takes you, if you care deeply about reaching your potential, turning pro is the only way to get there. And for that reason, it's always worth it, no matter how messy and uncomfortable the process may be. All right, so that's all I've got for you today. I really hope you found this whole paradigm of beating resistance and turning pro to be as useful and as liberating as I have. There really is a tremendous amount of power in building a routine, then sticking to it consistently. Seriously, try it out for a few weeks and then let me know how it goes. And as always, I've got a lot of resources and recommended reading in today's show notes. So to get all that good stuff, just go to filmfreedomshow.com slash 15. again that's filmfreedomshow.com slash 15. and just a reminder this season is sponsored by my friends over at black box it's a platform that helps filmmakers collaborate effortlessly get their work to the market and then share in the revenue now as i record this black box is the absolute best way to get into the world of stock footage Just upload to the platform once and watch as your footage is distributed to all of the major stock companies. But in the months and years to come, you'll be able to distribute all kinds of media through the platform, from shorts to features to series. Mark my words, it's going to revolutionize how we approach distribution. And now is your chance to get in on the ground floor. So to learn more about Blackbox and its exciting future, Go to blackbox.global freedom again that's blackbox.global freedom thanks so much for listening if you dig this show and you want to help other filmmakers find it there are two things that you could do that would make you my favorite person ever first simply tell your friends about it and maybe even like recommend it on facebook or wherever else it is that you go online and interact with filmmakers second go onto itunes Search for Filmmaker Freedom under the podcast section and just leave a quick review. It doesn't have to be crazy. And I know both of those things might seem small and insignificant, but they really do add up big time. And obviously it would mean the world to me. So thanks again, and I will see you in the next episode. Peace out, homie.